Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. Welcome, everybody, to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. I'm Pete Wright. That there's Nikki Kinzer. Hello. Hello, Hello, Nikki. Hello, Pete. Uh, You know, talking about a subject that's very close to my heart today. Really? Are you bored right now? Do you know what the thing is? (laughs) I think there are people who, uh, who, I think I'm, I'm one of those people that I really relish some dose of boredom. Hmm. You know? Tell me more. What do you mean? Well... I so there there I've it's so rare that I can actually sit still. True. Okay. Right? I that get I, that. <laughs> I need I need I I need some sort of I generally need some sort of no, noise around me at all times like you know I you know I go take a shower I got to turn a podcast on. I do something to, it's like a real fight for me to actually turn something turn stuff off and and like shut everything down. That when I when I find that space where I actually am able to do it and there's quiet and everybody's gone uh and I let myself just get just a little just a little bo- uh, bored I find that really kind of reflective, you know? Uh and and I sort of cherish those moments. That's good. That's good. Because I've heard the opposite, too, where some people, if they feel a little bit bored, it's actually more painful. Like, yeah, it's, and that, antsy, like it's an antsy, anxiety-driven. Right. No, I feel. think that's exactly it. Like, that's yeah. exactly, that's why, I, like, I'm, I'm always having, I always have something to do. Like, if it's a podcast, I'm learning something. I'm like, there's something going on yeah. all the time. Um, and, and that's why, I mean, it happens so rarely that I'm actually able to find a center in nothingness. Right. That I that I really just sort of have to latch onto it, kind of cherish yeah, it. Enjoy it. Yeah. That's right. Well, I, ha, yeah, well, and we're kind of in the summer right now, so I'm sure that people are also hearing that their kids are bored. Um, I found myself being bored on a Saturday afternoon. It was like I wasn't really motivated, but I didn't really know what to do, so I'm kind of wandering around. <laughs> you know? I could do this, but I don't want to. And you I end and up I'm wandering thinking, the streets collecting cats. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, I'm bored. Like, I'm bored. What am I going to do with this? Um, um, we also get bored, of course, you know, waiting in line, waiting for your doctor. Oh, my gosh. I think that's painful at times. Yeah. Uh, traffic can get boring if you're not listening to a great podcast um, or great music, you know. And then I think about I went to the doctor the other day with my daughter and I had my iPhone and I, of course, took it out. And she's looking at me and she's like, Mom, who's the one with the hurt foot? <laughs> I'm like, ew, you want my iPhone. Okay, darling, here you go. So I'm sitting there waiting because she did. She had a pretty hurt foot, so I felt kind of bad. Um, 
But I'm thinking, what did people do before smartphones? I mean, really, they must have just been out of their mind. Yeah. Maybe they had to actually talk to each other. Well, right. <laughs> I don't, I honestly, I mean, I, I don't have a memory. I know th- practically that there was a time before a time before time. There had to have been a time before. Right. I remember growing up, like, we didn't have that. And I, you know, I, I, I remember, like, I was outside all the time, you know, just doing crazy stuff. Uh, I probably should have had uh, an iPhone at that point. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, but, the, uh, but the real trick of it is, like, I don't remember what my brain was, was or... like, right? Yeah, I, I don't yeah. remember how I occupied my inner self. Yeah. I have no memory of that. Well, I have a few tips. I maybe had to cure some boredom, you know, like if you're waiting in right. line, you want to hear him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you don't have your smartphone, of course, because that's always something that can distract you and keep you um, busy when you're waiting for something. But um, a couple other things, something that I that I read the other day that I thought was fascinating and nobody would know that you were doing this is playing like a game. Like say, say you're waiting in line at the grocery store and you decide to look at how many people are on their smartphones or how many people are wearing yellow. I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but it keeps your brain busy focusing on, you know, whatever game it is you're playing in your head rather than the annoyance that you're feeling because the line is taking too long. Right. You know, I, so, I had a friend who, who does this. I, I had a friend. I have a friend who does this. He calls it the Sherlock Holmes game, right, where he, these are sort of observation tests that he gives himself. So he's sitting in that crowded doctor's office, and he'll, you know, he'll just flash his eyes around and then just sort of close his eyes or look at the floor and try to recount in his head, uh, you know, what color were the shoes of the lady in the corner. Oh, or fun. You know, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, you know, really trying to up his observational skill. And I, I I found that really fascinating because it's something that I'm not, you know, naturally terribly good at. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I like that. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, another tip I have, especially for, for students who are in a classroom setting and maybe the lecture is a little bit boring and they're trying to stay focused. Um, of course, fidgeting can be part of ADHD and it can be really hard to sit still. So if you can carry like some kind of little rock or something in your hand that you can kind of play with and turn around with your fingers, or maybe it's just a pencil or something like that. Um, it, it doesn't bug anybody else. So it can't be anything like really loud or anything. Um, but just having your hands busy can help you stay focused and, and keep you comfortable so that it's not painful to sit in class or painful to sit in the, you know, doctor's chair, um, or whatever. And and I think I've seen you do this before, haven't you? Like oh, when, yeah, we've, I was... when we've met, you have like some little ball or something. Yeah, yeah, always. I have a I have a collection. Here's my collection. So the what I use most is the rejuvenation hand invigoration putty. Uh and it's I use the firm and I can use it for about three months before I have to order some new stuff because it doesn't stay firm forever. It's just like, you know, it's silly putty, but it's really, really stiff. So it, it kind of lets you work your hands. Uh so that's my first one. The other one, the next one, my daughter. She knows me so well. She got me this. It's like a perfectly polished piece of wood that's sort of a diamond shape, but all the corners are soft. And you can hold it in your hand and just like it's like a worry. uh, It's like a worry stone, but made of wood. Uh, It's about the size of a golf ball. And it lets me just kind of keep it constantly in motion in my hand. And as soon as this is the the best part about these things. uh, And I also have a worry stone, too. And I but it tends to be so small that I I will misplace it for like weeks at a time. Mm. So uh, the thing that I love about these things, and I think this is what you're getting at, as soon as my hand 
is moving, Mm -hmm. the rest of me stops moving. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. I think that comes with maturity. I've noticed that, you know, kids who are struggling with ADHD um, struggle with like the whole body stillness. Right. right uh, but right. but for me that that, you know, I I've sort of reached a certain age where as soon as I, I, I you know, I, I don't have that anxiety that that, oh, my gosh, I'm going to crawl out of my skin if I don't stand up and leave this room right now kind of feeling mm-hmm. uh, if if my hand is busy. So having that, you know, having that um you know, the putty or the, the wood or, and and I think in some cases the cell phone, you know, I mean, that's another reason the cell phone is such an attractive device because it's hand sized. It's always in my hand. It's kind of smooth. It feels good. And, and, uh, and so I can fidget with that too. So. Absolutely. Very so, good. Yeah. Okay. So another tip is focusing on the positive, um, which is really just changing the language of, um, how you're talking to yourself about the situation. So for example, it can be very easy to get angry when you're stuck in traffic, right? So what we want to do is kind of flip that around and think about how grateful you are that you have a car or how grateful you are that you're actually going to where you're going and kind of just really continue to focus on whatever positive you can. And again, what it does is it kind of switches or it basically takes you away from that negative feeling, which just continues to to give you negative energy. We want positive energy. And so it's just flipping the language around on how you're talking to yourself. Not always the easiest thing when somebody cuts you off and you're mad. Um, but, you know, again, if you're driving by a homeless person, then you can also, okay, you're, you're grateful, you know, where you are and what you're doing and, and it could always be worse. There's a, a, there, I think that's another muscle that's, I I was listening to an interview with a director, Guillermo del Toro, and uh, he's a director who's been faced with a number of, well, he's been very successful. He's a very creative visual director, but he's also faced a number of flops. And he was asked, you know, how do you, how do you move forward? And he has, I, I think deals with some of these same, Issues, but he said, I was blessed with a remarkably small rear view mirror. Mm-hmm. You know, and I loved that concept. He said, it's so hard for me to look backwards because of this small rear view mirror. And I think that's a muscle, right? It's this idea that you have to think about shrinking that muscle and or strengthening that muscle to forget. When right. somebody cuts you off, how quickly can I forget about it? Because it would yeah. be way too easy for me just to remember and linger on it and feel cruddy all day well, long, I, right? That's I right. Just, that's right. Oh, God, if I only I could have, if only my windows down here's what i would have said yeah to that jerk who cut me off on the highway <laughs> that's right because you know what that jerk who cut you off on the highway has forgotten yes yes well and it's probably not fair either for us to quickly judge that person in right. the sense of you know oh, they're just a jerk i mean maybe maybe they're on their way somewhere that they have to be for right. some reason that we can't fathom. And so, I mean, yeah, I think it, I, I think you're right. We have to kind of just put it behind us and, and not think about it anymore. It's yeah. not important. Right. Yeah, absolutely. What else? Oh, okay. So on that Saturday afternoon where I'm wandering around, Yes. <laughs> uh, I was watching a talk show once and I thought this was a great idea. One of the characteristics of happy people, people who are happy, are people who try new things. 
And I thought, well, what a great way to break that boredom cycle that if you really, you know, it's a Saturday afternoon and you're bored and you're not really sure what you want to do, um, look for a new activity. Look for, uh, I like to cook, so maybe I look for a new recipe. Or um, if you're going out to dinner that night, try a new restaurant or at least go to the same restaurant but try a different dish. You know, just all of these little things that could be something new and something kind of sparking your interest that, um, you know, it, it generates that happy feeling. And who doesn't want that? Absolutely. Yeah. I love the happy feeling. Okay. Procrastinating um, can be a symptom because you don't want to do a boring task, right? So it could be anything like filing or doing a chore around the house, something that you don't want to do. Um, we've talked about this before in another podcast. I can't remember which one, forgive me. Um, but we talked about how for the ADHD mind, it's actually smarter to stimulate your mind with something exciting and fun first, um, to get you going before you work on the boring task. So do something fun. If you like to play music, you know, go do your guitar, play on your guitar, your guitar for 15 minutes and then go work on your boring task for 15 minutes. Um, and then you can kind of switch back and forth. But the nice thing about this is yes, it may take you longer to get something done, but it's definitely better than not doing it at all. I could not agree with this more. And I have been more focused. I, I'd never made that connection uh, until we talked about that in that last episode. Um, uh, and again, I, I also do not remember which one that was, but it, it was pretty recent. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like a yes. year ago. Um, no. So one of the things I've been trying to just notice about myself is how productive I am when I just come down cold versus when I, you know, sit down and, and do something that I really look forward to just to get started. And I'm really noticing that connection. That's, that's something I'd never made, uh, that connection. And, you know, obviously, and now, you know, I find myself sitting down and say, you know what, I'm going to give myself permission to play threes on my phone, which is a fantastic little sort of mathy game that, that I get. And, and usually, you know, I'll feel like, oh, I should be doing something else. But as soon as I say, I'm going to take 10 minutes to warm up with threes, then I come out warmed up. It's it's like intentional activity that that wakes me up. It gets mm-hmm. me kind of moving forward, and then I I find I'm able to to um, to start with with that sort of more creative spirit and last even a little bit longer than I normally would. Perfect. Yeah, it's good stuff. I love it. Yeah. Anything else that you do that I didn't mention? I'm just curious if you have any other. No, I feel like I've uh, I I think feel like I've interjected enough. But the the only other thing that I would I would just add is uh, writing. Um, I I find that when I and and it's not just sitting down at the computer and writing. It's actually getting a like a, a moleskine notebook or something and sitting down with a pen and writing. And you don't even have to write anything of merit. I mean, you could just like write song lyrics of your favorite song or something. Just, just the idea of making that visual sort of hand connection, watching mm-hmm. your hand move, right? That is another thing that I find really engages me. And, and it's, it forces more of my senses to like engage at the same time, right? There's that tactile sense, there's smell, there's, there's visual, there's, and it's sort of that, that sort of understanding gross space and cognitive uh, sort of space, spatial relationships. I find that is, is a really powerful way to kind of warm me up and cool me down uh, when I'm finding I'm in a a particularly stressful state. Very good. So do you do that 
just like on a piece of paper, like an actual I, piece of paper, or do you, are have, you doing that on your iPad? No, no, no. Like, I do. It. I, I've, I have rediscovered my love of paper for uh, this yeah. very purpose. I, I think okay. there's, you know, and I even have tried. You know, I have a, what I consider probably the best stylus for my iPad. It's the Jot, the Evernote Jot Script stylus. I use it every day. I love it. It's a very fine point. Otherwise, it's really quite good for writing. But I have found that it doesn't fill the same function for me it doesn't allow me to actually get that sort of head clearing um uh, kind of uh feeling uh, mm-hmm. than when i actually pick up a pen and write yeah there's got to be a science to that i'm sure because yeah. you're not the first person i've i've heard that has said that yeah i feel like when i when i get off of that habit i i notice a difference now when i i notice it and i think you know i think people take we call it i'll call it journaling right and we'll say I, right. I, uh, journaling but you know whatever you call it uh writing therapy whatever it is um you know i think people give it a hard time because they think oh, i can't i'm not a writer well you don't have to that's not the point you don't have to be a writer you write and then you know ball it up and throw it away if you want Um, but, but just create, to create that activity, Mm -hmm. uh, it engages your brain in a different way. So I I encourage people to give that a shot. There you go. So that's it. That's my stuff. That's it. I I like it. Awesome. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can find out more about it at takecontrolorganizing.com. You can find, uh, you can find Nikki everywhere you want to find Nikki at Facebook, on Twitter, or on Pinterest at Take Control ADHD. And uh, you should do that. You should connect with Nikki there. You can find me at Pete Wright on Twitter. And I would love to take any, any questions or thoughts and share your ideas as well uh, on Twitter. Uh, on behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll catch you next week on Taking Control the ADHD podcast.